Welcome, 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 welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Mike for episode 92. Oh my gosh. For Monday, the 15th of August, 2022. And this week's show, we'll be discussing all the hype surrounding fighting games news from Evo 2022. Highlights from Nintendo Splatoon 3 Direct, which we already covered midweek, but, you know, we got to keep talking to you about it. And the Analog Pocket gets support for some classic Sega consoles. Nice. Shut up. Hey, oh, DVD, there's no can, music. You guys can't hear it, can you? Nah, nah, no, we <laughs> can't. That was the one thing I didn't How do I know how long I have to keep doing this it, shit for? There's no music, Mike, I don't think. Oh, let's just go straight into it then. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? Wait, 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 wait. I can, I can actually get this. We are live. I can Hello. play the intro. I can play the intro. Ready? Ready? Oh, God. Just all right. Do the okay. throw again. Just the last line. And the analog pocket. Okay. Just the last line. Okay. I don't trust and you. the analog pocket gets support for some classic Sega consoles. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we've got Intigot, the executive producer. Hello, hello, over hello. Over to my... Uh, wait, I am on confused. I'm holiday mode at the moment, so... Oh, in holiday Just, mode. Uh... I was wanting to see what was coming up today. Yeah, boy. Oh, what is that? What are you holiday moding? Are you allowed to drink? Alcohol. Oh, that's, uh, that's not alcohol. You're allowed to drink live. Yeah. I wasn't sure. You know, I'm not allowed to swear in the first five minutes. Yeah, but you're allowed first, to drink alcohol and take drugs in the first one hour? <laughs> what? You know, you threw me off so much with your editorializing in the intro again yeah. that I pressed the wrong button because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to type something to you. A slight adjustment. A real slight adjustment. Mm. Very slight adjustment. Just an addition to one of the middle lines. Really tiny, just like your penis. Anyway, over to the other side, I got Swinney, our editor-in-chief, whose uh, run sheet I keep butchering every single week. Sorry. So uh, that's all good. I'm uh, just, a, <laughs> just a heads up, I might sound a little different today because I'm a little uh, coming off the back of a, a virus. That is, you got the v- a virus got the that is, Jesus Christ, that is not COVID. <laughs> so I, I happen to be one of the fortunate right. people to get something that's not COVID. So. He's transitioning ah, to mail. Nice. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Alright, so attracted to you He's, now. Can we reverse the entire show, content-wise, host-wise, into three weeks ago when you guys aren't making those jokes anymore? No, yeah, we, right, we are we'll now, we're, this is the new show format. Yeah. Mike uh, is the we'll host get... of the show. It's the tone of Mike, is it not? Yeah. We got I don't like the editorializing, the though. Like, so when you use beautiful words, is a wordsmith. Okay, I'm sorry. And you add just, you actually make it worse. He <laughs> it's does amazing. have beautiful words that come out of his fingers. That he types. Mm-hmm. And also beautiful words that come out of your mouth. No, no. I love he, it. He does it with his mouth, like Stephen Hawking style. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Anyway, anyway. As usual, you can find uh, you can find links in the description below or at bigwigpod.com. Follow us. Don't follow us. You know our socials. We don't care. We're Big Wig Pod. We don't really care. He's on holiday. He clearly makes enough money to go on holidays. He doesn't give a shit. So, uh, we got a correction this week, I believe, about Crypto the Necrodancer. <laughs> we got who, two corrections. Who put that in? The first one uh, is that I'm correcting, well, it's kind of like 
it's more just like misinformation from last week. So we talked last week about the fact that they're releasing new DLC for the Krypton and Necro Dancer. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's, you know, so long after. Mm. I just wish that the take those features and put them into a new game. And somehow mm. I missed last week that alongside that DLC news, <laughs> they did actually announce a brand new game called Rifted and Necro Dancer. So I actually completely missed that news story. Um, mm. So they are actually making a new game. So Yeah, I missed that news Excellent. story as well. It's not really yeah. a correction, I don't so, think. Though. Rift of the Necro Dancer. Um, I don't know what style. It's obviously a rhythm game, but I, like I don't know name. if it's exactly like Crypt or not, but... I just wanted to just say that, hey, we actually forgot to mention there's a brand new game because we didn't know. So, But it's not really a correction, though, yeah? No, missing information. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Right That's fine. I've got a correction as well. Yes. I think, I don't know if it was last week's show or the week prior. So around Analog Pocket, there's a Neo Geo core coming out. And I said that the FPGA dev was an Aussie. But, but when I did some research for this week's show, I didn't notice that he had a long blurb at the end. That's how much I read of it. Where he was calling out, I am not an Aussie, I'm a Kiwi, so this is Mazamar's 312. So he's a Kiwi who moved to Australia, and when he set up his GitHub account, it's set it by default to Australia. So everyone thinks he's an Australian. Now, you know, as Australians, we, you know, this is a very sensitive thing, right? This is like if you're, you know, a Canadian, and someone goes, oh, you're American, like, it pisses people off, so... Yeah, but what if you move to that country and then you set up an account and then you're working from there? Are you still... You I think know? if you're a Kiwi, it comes to Australia, mm. you're always a Kiwi. I guess. Unless you're, like, Russell Crowe and you pretend to be an Aussie. Well, I lived in New Zealand. Other oh. than giving me shit for the so first... So, are you a Kiwi, then? Well, Technically, no. by my Technically, rule, you're a Kiwi. By your rule, I am, but... He's a Kiwi vampire. I feel like a guy stopped giving me shit about that. 20 years ago. I don't know if we ever gave a shit about it. I don't it, think we, we, we yeah, gave a shit about other stuff. Yes, you did. I don't you think we ever gave a shit about, give a shit about it all the time, the way I used to pronounce my words. I couldn't say six. Remember when I first came to Australia, I literally could How not you say, say the word six. I used to say sex. Sorry? This is a kid's podcast. It, that's how they say it in New Zealand. Even kids say sex. Oh, my God. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Sweeney's head's just turning. It's, like, it's true, though. What has happened to this show? Ask... <laughs> Ask Joe, his partner's from from New Zealand. See how she says sex. I'm yeah, actually trying. <laughs> I'm actually trying to limit like the extra like the sentences I'm saying this show because I'm still a bit sick. But okay. unfortunately, all it's leading to is just a lot more awkward silences because I'm not saying anything. Yeah, so. you got you got to contribute to to the thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so all right. I, have, I have a question. So you got a question? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, we're gonna get the show moving again, even though you're hosting. Um, so I have a question. Very serious question. Okay. Let's say that you sleep in the nude, right? Well, let's I, not say I, I do. I heard this, like there's someone talking about this anecdote, so I thought it's an interesting question for me mm-hmm. at least. So let's just say you sleep in the nude, right? And then you're awoken to your house on fire, alarms blaring, everything like that. Wouldn't do you, A, just dead, bang, okay. run out of the, the house because it's on fire, right? Mm-hmm. You know, save your pets and stuff like that. Or do mm. you first put some pants on and let's say the pants are just not easily accessible. You have to go and grab them, put them on and then go grab the pets. But you're risking the pet's life by doing that. What would you do? Of course I'll... First of all, you're asking me. (laughs) I wouldn't give a shit about walking outside in the nude. Some people (laughs) do it regardless. So you just run and grab... I'll just take the cat and run. Yeah. the cat and go. Okay. How about you, Swinny? 100%. 
That's uh, that's actually a tricky question. Yeah. Because <laughs> why is it a tricky question? Because I don't want to be bloody just stark naked when like there's like, have a everyone everyone's hanging around. Well, first of all, I don't have any pets, so. Oh, okay. Let's, Let's say, say you do. In this hypothetical, say in this hypothetical scenario, you have a I, dog, and you could use a dog to cover up your bits. I'd, I'd probably, tr- I'd probably really try to grab something. <laughs> wow! And I you would. would risk your dog's life just so people uh, won't see you naked. Maybe I mean, it's you're hard. A, it's hard to know how you handle monster. these situations. I, all question, I know though. is that when uh, you know I live in an apartment block, or whenever they do the, uh, there's been two actual fire alarms, not tests, and. Man, I I take a lot longer to get out of that apartment than I uh, probably should. It's kind of <laughs> like it's. I think you, you realistically like, oh, I need to grab this and this and this quickly, you know. Whereas, yeah. if realistically, you should just get out, you know, like as yeah, long as you don't lock yourself in with your you cat. Know? I remember when I was consulting to Nab, and I had a little team there. The fire alarm went off, and I'm like, all right, let's go get our laptops and pack everything up and go. And everyone, the whole team was like, you're insane. This is a fire alarm. Let's just go. Like, why are you grabbing your laptop and stuff? Like, you we just want to leave at the end. No, because I'm like, like, come back. We might not be able to work. Oh, <laughs> they were like, that's great. They were not working. Yeah, it's a good question, to ask, Winnie. Well, once again, Indigo, I'm very glad I you're not my boss. Um, I'm a good yeah, boss. in a work like environment. Saying. No, so. that's I, I take offense at that. He's, he's a good boss a good as boss. long as you do a lot of hard work. Well, okay, so you have to work. Oh, geez, that's terrible. No, actually, that's true. I don't have to work because I've been looking at how much I do on the podcast, so I'm still not fired. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> I think Moving on. Good question, though. Good question. Very good, good question. question. I like thank it. Thank you, thank you. And definitely naked with my cat. So, what have you guys been playing? Oh, my God. I got to get, like, uh, the, the synchronicity as the executive producer. Uh, so, this week... Hard. You didn't say who, but I guess you're talking about me. Well, you uh, can go first if you want. I clocked Donkey Kong 1994, the Game Boy game. Okay. Very good game. Really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it, Mike. When mm-hmm. you get around to updating that pocket that you so desperately coveted that you called me an asshole. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you actually called me a C word. But um, so and that I was cool. It. I am starting to play through Mario and Luigi. Superstar Saga. Uh, I've never played any of the... I've actually never played more than an hour or two, really, of any of the, like, Super Mario RPG slash Paper Mario series. You know, that whole sort of wider series, Winnie? It's kind of, like, separated now, but... Not counting... Like, you played the original Mario RPG, though? No. Like, maybe for an hour or two. Wow, that's crazy. Like, honestly, I'm not an RPG person. Like, I I just realise that now with Earthbound and a few other games. I'm like, I love Final Fantasy VI, but I'm not an RPG person. But, um, I don't know, Mario RPG... I really, really, really want to play it on a CRT. So that's what I want to do. So that's coming up. I think something about the graphics of Mario RPG, Phil, it lends itself so much more to a CRT, the way they've, like, designed it, the art style. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so this is, again, on the pocket... And it's, like, the writing of this game is awesome so far. Like, it actually has kind of blown me away. And I know that these series are pretty famous for their good writing. So, and, and you know, it's a really fun battle system. Like, that's sort of classic to this uh, this series of, like, you know, it's more action turn-based. What, what would you call it, Twinny? You, you're more familiar with this whole world. Well, uh, I, what's that term I... 
I coined a reaction RPG. Reaction, right? Yeah, exactly. Re- reaction RPG. Reaction. Um, reaction RPG. So it makes sense. I really like that. Yeah, like and like really cool game so far. So I was really looking forward to playing more of it. Um, outside of that, started playing God of War again. So actually to test, I was debating, I'm so debating about getting this backbone controller. So I actually went back to using the clips when he, <laughs> on PS Remote Play. I actually don't mind the clip as much. It's like it was kind of bothering me before. So there's something the about the backbone that worries me. Uh, like just the, I don't have my DualShock in front oh, of me. Oh, for the back of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, I don't know. I don't think I'll go back to the backbone. But man, God of War, just going back to it and playing it, I'm like, that game is like dripping in like AAA quality. It's so insane how AAA nice. that game is. Um, the other one is Rocket League. So I, I'm on holiday, so you I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just like install Rocket League again, which you know is a bit oh, dangerous. No. And I actually insane, uninstalled it within like three games. Whew. I like I know I've said this before. I could just turn off all the chat and everything like that, but it's so toxic, man. It's it's just bullshit. Like they they honestly should do something about how bad the community is. It fucking pisses me off. It's like it literally makes the game not fun. Because it's just like people are absolutely dickheads about it, and I don't know. Like I, like I used to just turn the chat off completely, but I feel like that kind of misses half the point. I don't know. Anyway, it really pisses me off, man. Community sucks in Rocket League, um, and so I uninstalled it, which is probably a good thing for my productivity and well-being. And then um, the last one was I was gonna get Cult of the Lamb, and this is Mike. I'm in this kind of like tricky situation that you would understand. I'm like, okay, it feels like a game you want to sit back on a portable play, but the Switch version, and then also there seems to be like a lot of bugs with the game, and like yeah. people are getting like, you know, game-breaking bugs in the game, like laying tiles, you can never overlay those tiles in certain areas, and it's like... Wait, just for the Switch or... No, that's across the whole game. Okay. So, I'm just not the kind of person who like if i hit a game breaking bug i'll just never go back to that game and it'll be dead to me right so and it sounds like a really good game so i'm actually just gonna let it cook it sounds like it's got a lot of buzz i'm sure they'll update it fix it and now i'm just i I miss this window so i'll just go oh i'll just wait till it goes on sale for the first time but like this is another example man i reckon if the steam deck if i had one i reckon i'd be getting on the steam deck Mm. it just feels Uh, like you know it's got a bit more oomph you know there is uh, there is one new device that just came out, I think, from Anbernic. You know, I've spoken about Anbernic before. They did yeah. the emulation devices and whatnot. Um, and it's a Windows-based device. Yeah, Runs on an should. Athlon 3050 or something. No, actually, it's surprisingly not bad. Yeah. It, it, you don't expect, you know, it, it's effectively like a uh, low, lowish tier laptop by today's standards in that sense. Um, so it's not quite as powerful as some of the, the the other handheld devices or the Steam Deck, but the price is competitive. So landed in Australia, it's like five hundred bucks, and I am I'm bloody tempted. You should get one. I gotta, say, I gotta say this real quietly because my girlfriend's in the other room, but I'm really really tempted to get it. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen people run like some stuff, and it runs really really well. You know yeah. what's gonna happen, Mike? Yeah, is that you'll get it, and it'll mm-hmm. probably 
it'll probably be a decent device and you'll probably like it, but then they'll announce that the Steam Deck is coming to Australia by That's exactly games. what will happen. And you'll be yeah. like, God damn it. God hey, damn it. What do you, you reckon? Steam OS on it and stuff. So with the Steam Deck, cool. Mike, what do you think? I, I was like tempted to do this. Should I create a Twitter account mm. that will alert people when the Steam Deck comes on sale in Australia? Like the first minute it comes on sale? Yeah, why not? Why are you asking? Because you're going to do but it. But do you anyway. think that would be useful? <laughs> It'd be useful. All right, Absolutely. Because I'll, I'll, I'll miss it by, you know, 10 well, minutes that's, and it's all sold out. The reservation system is brutal, mm. right? So if you don't get in there. So, oh, yes, all right, I'll do that. But um, yeah, that's me this week. So I've played a few games. I actually haven't played as many games given that I'm on holidays as I thought I may. I was chainsawing and doing other things. I was literally chainsawing and my mega boss called me to say, you know, I hope you have a good holiday and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I was just chainsawing. She's like, chainsawing? What the hell are you doing on your break? <laughs> so, yeah. what, do these people don't have trees. No, no, no. I've got some firewood if you want some, Mike. Just because mm, people have trees don't assume that they've, they're into chainsawing, Mike. You know, I've never chainsawed in my life. So. Yeah, fun. but you live in an apartment. I, never, I didn't used to. I used to live in a place that had trees and I never used to chainsaw. <laughs> Okay, yeah. missed out. Th- Chainsawing me, is that's amazing. Me. All right, what about you, Sonny? Yeah, so I haven't played that much uh, because I have been unwell. So it's kind of just been two games that really I've spent any time on. One was right at, after the show, actually, um, last week. I wrapped up Rise of the Third Power. So I talked briefly about this game last week. It's the... Classic style RPG that came out earlier this year from Stegosoft, who were the makers of Arafel, another highly regarded classic style RPG. And I talked about the fact that, you know, I absolutely thought it was an absolute gem last week. And mm-hmm. when I went to finish it up and I, I completed it, finished on expert mode, a really good challenge. Um, I, it's one of my favorite games of the year. Like this is mm. for me a contender for my game of the year Whoa. so far. Um, More than Elden Ring. They're, I'm What's saying it's, they're, they're both yeah. contenders. So oh, okay. this, this is in your this, top six. This looks sweet. This, I mean, this like, really this, trust me. Like, there's, there's this game has for me like has a lot going for it. So much so that I could easily choose this as my game of the year. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's not. <laughs> hey, I've, it's not perfect. Wait, I've learned. I've learned from the Skyrim bullshit. That, that's that's a total fucking lie. It's. Anyway, it's not my. Um, it's it's not perfect, but just. Like Elden Ring isn't perfect either. You know, there's there's some parts of it that I think Arafel actually did better. They're very similar games in some ways, but they're differently designed in terms of how you progress through the game. This is a much longer game, much more to it. Like it's a much bigger scope mm. to the story. But I actually think it's absolutely fantastic. I think Stegosoft with those two games are probably one of the best at at that style of game in, as modern developers. Like I'm so looking forward to what they're doing next. I think that they I read an interview somewhere that they designed this game as to make it so it could have a sequel. So I would love if they actually do a follow-up to this game and pick up on some of the story threads because it doesn't actually wrap up every story thread and now that makes sense after I read that. It's like, okay, I could really see where they could go with some of this stuff. But really, really cool, awesome characters, absolutely hilarious dialogue um, and the, the game, the battle system. As I said, I was playing on Expert Um it's it forces you to use every element of the battle system and it's really really cool. So um, can I Rise... also say how good is the bloody interface? 
Rise I, of Third Power is is a gorgeous looking like pixel but, art game. But not just the, the art, I mean the interface. How how yeah. clear and simple yeah. things are laid out. Just Ara- the padding between items, the clarity of what each thing does. Arafel Arafel so was good. the same, Mike, and that game goes on special all the time on the Switch. I recommend trying Arafel as well because that okay. one will definitely be cheaper to, to pick up. Um, as I said, there's some stuff in Arafel I actually loved more than this game, but. I could see why they changed it up. They wanted a bigger scope, which meant they couldn't probably do as much detail in the maps as, mm. you know, because Stegosoft is a very small team. So the fact that they have put out these two really high quality, um, you know, classic style JRPGs um, in, you know, in within the last like seven years or whatever, I think is absolutely fantastic. So Rise of Third Power, highly recommend recommend this game. Cool, cool. And for a game that I don't recommend so much Ooh. is actually the latest Kemco release on Xbox. The game I was actually really hyped for because it's a hit point um, developed game, which is Gales of Windoria or Gale of Windoria, I should say. I love hit points games or most of them, but there's just something about Gale of Windoria that just doesn't hit the same. I think it's... It's like a mobile normal... game. I'll just put that on mobile. It's, a, it's I mean, it is a mobile game, but you can play it on console as well. Like mm. all Kemco's published games are uh, these days. But I think the sorry, <clears throat> I think the issue is that uh, the hit points of other games they have a bit more going for them in terms of like a setting and like a bit more of a hook. This just feels really by the numbers. It really feels like a take on your Final Fantasy One style simple story of oh, there's four elements. We're going to go to each area and battle mm. the different elements. And it's just stories just really run of the mill. The battle system's okay. Um, it's side-on, unlike most of Hit Points games, which are first-person in the battles. Um, and they've got this quartz system where you attach different, like, um, abilities and then level them up individually by, like, using other ones. And it's honestly, it's just, like, needlessly complicated. I just think they tried to... They tried to do something different, but it's just more finicky than anything else. So, yeah, I'm... Pretty close to the end of this game, but I it's not one of Hit Point's best. Far from it. So that's uh, Gale of Windor. When are you thinking of updating the tier list? Well, when mm. I finish this, I'll be... There's one Kemco game that I have to catch up on, but unfortunately it's one that I Absolutely really don't hate, like. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I hate's a strong word. It's just that it's it's got really weird input <laughs> delay. It's called um, Legend of Victoria. Input delay? Really weird input delay, but it's a tactical RPG, which means you're menuing all the time, and it feels really weird, like you're pressing down, and That's it's got like bad. this weird delay. So I don't know. I haven't gone back to it. I hope maybe they've improved it, um, but it's also probably the one of the hardest completions have done. So it's not something I'm looking forward to going back to because I'm not a big tactical RPG person. Yeah, so. no, that's the thing. You're, you're not even a fan of that genre, no. and it plays so. poorly. And okay, so after you finish that, you're going to update the tier list. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I may, I may update it before then. I'll see how. How it many goes. editions are there since we did it? I don't know. I think maybe five. So. Wow, Jesus. Okay, interesting. All right, cool. Cool. Good. So I've been uh, playing. <laughs> well, I, I, I would have loved an introduction, but whatever. Screw you guys. You're so the host. Coughing my lungs You're the out, host. So I'm just There's like... no introductions for the host. I forget that I have all these extra powers now. Okay. Powers. I, I don't I want to abuse the them. powers. I don't want to abuse them. Responsibilities and not powers. <laughs> I, I have 
the power and responsibility to move segments. Oh my gosh, it's just too much. It's too much for me. <laughs> so I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a game that I randomly grabbed on Steam, probably because I was feeling horny at the time, called Lust for Darkness. Yeah. I had never heard about it before. It just randomly came up in my a suggested list or just like on sale on the front page or something. Now, can I just pause and, you for a second? Yeah. Just for the behind the scenes, the BTS, I think maybe it was you, Swinney, or I don't know who was it. They put in a little marker to say there should be B-roll for this. Was it, it wasn't me. I didn't. No, no, it was. There. It was there, right? There was a little marker, like brackets X, right? I wouldn't have because I'm definitely done. I don't think. It's oh, okay. For this. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so I, I think that I, I, I might just in... put them next to both. I didn't know. First of all, I wouldn't have assumed Mike's talking about a fucking Dude. an erotic game. Well, Dude, just let me, let, let me let me let me. So I I, I went and sourced the B roll, and as you know, the good executive producer that I am, I watched a fair chunk of it, and I'm like, we definitely cannot show B roll for this. <laughs> it is like. Our channel will be tanked straight away. It's That's crazy. Hilarious. That's hilarious. There's like Mike, no good part to right. show. Mike, <laughs> please, there, there please are, explain. Please explain why you're talking about this this erotic game. Well, I'm, I'm only talking about it, like I said, because I randomly grabbed it. So, look, the game itself, if you've played games like Amnesia, any of the Amnesia games, um, it's, it feels very similar so far. Other than it's a little, you know, explicit. There's a lot of ducks and... Bits and pieces, if that makes sense. The opening has... segment has like this machine that is. Uh, no, yeah. that wasn't. That's not actually. So honestly, I'm not up to the the really bad parts yet. So far, it literally <laughs> feels like uh, a slightly. No, actually, it feels on par with Eyes Wide Shut. If you've seen Eyes Wide Shut, that's kind of what it feels yeah, like yeah, so far. But that's this, pretty this game like came out in 2017. How did you just randomly buy this game? Like, like I, I said, it came up on the Steam. I, it just came up on the Steam it's thing for that him. it was on special. For him. Okay, okay. It's machine loading. No, I actually it's, think maybe the sequel came up. Probably. I think the sequel might have come I, up. I'm, on the, on, lust, the sequel, like, I'm on the Lust vs. Wiki right now. There's a, an actual a wiki. wiki dedicated mm, to this okay. series. So, look, I honestly, the, the weird thing is, so it's it's sort of got like a bit of, um, I don't know, slight Gigaresque sort of feel to it. Definitely. Uh, what's, what's uh, you know, the sunken city and some of the... Lovecraftian. Uh, a bit of Lovecraftian mix to it. Um, I, I do like this kind of games. Basically adventure games that are really dark. <laughs> well, I just on this find? one page and it's it was the location of Lustgar. And it says, Lustgar is an extra-dimensional plane of existence yes. in which the cult of ecstasy believe their salvation resided. What the fuck are you playing this game? Mike? Well, it, like I said, it's just an adventure game. It's and so far, I, I only got to the part, and I don't want to spoil it in case people game. want to play it. The part where you go into that extra dimension and stuff, and it is pretty bizarre. Um, and look, it's been it's been an alright experience um, so far. This, this uh, is the equivalent for Mike. It's like I grew up playing Super Mario Brothers, and then you know move on to Super Mario Odyssey recently. You know, he grew up playing Sextress, and now that's why he needs to play his, progression. His lust for darkness. Actually, it does remind me of a game. If you guys want to Google it, called Dark Seed. In one, Dark Seed. Dark Seed one. Like yeah, I remember Dark Seed. Yeah, I remember Dark Seed. Yeah, yeah. That that was HR Geek or to the max because it used the. Is a Geek or a guy? How do you say that? I don't remember. In your defense, Mike, name. the more I'm like Giger. reading up on this, it's not too far removed from something that I could see Clive Barker working on. So yeah, I mean, he's another horny writer. Yeah. I love Honestly, Clive. I but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. In his defense, 
It sounds worse. Well, it actually is pretty bad, but it kind of sounds worse as in, oh, it's probably just some stupid. It's not. It's it's if you if you like games like Amnesia, this is right up your alley. Just more explicit. <laughs> you basically. can't even you can't even look at the Steam page unless you're logged in. Okay. <laughs> like that should tell you it's, everything you need yeah. to know. <laughs> so look it up. Uh, anyway, for a bit of a change, the other game that I played was House Flipper. Yeah. Also an erotic so, game. Also, yeah. well, it's a super erotic. You know, I get a hard on for demolishing walls. Um, <laughs> chainsaw. You've played this. You can't use the chainsaw, unfortunately. You've you you've played this as well, if I remember, Swinney. Yeah, uh, I played it, played it, it on... like four hours in one sitting the first time I played yeah. it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I could do full four hours. So I played, um, I did a whole bunch of shit. I think I've done, well, I'm assuming most of the stuff that you can kind of do in the game is in uh, knock down walls, put new walls, paint the walls, buy furniture, sell shit. The only thing I haven't done is I haven't bought another place yet. Mm. I enjoyed it, but this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back where I went, what the fuck am I doing with with my time? There's all these things I need to actually do in real life. There's cleaning I need to do in real life. There's, oh. there's stuff I need to sort in real life. And I'm sitting here painting someone's fucking virtual wall. D- I know. What? I, know. <laughs> I do like so, that as you paint, you can like upgrade your painting ability. So you're like, I'm going to paint two parts of the wall rather than one at, at once, you know. But you were happy to play. Two. <laughs> I could do four. Power wash, though. <laughs> well, no, it's the same, it's the same principle. No, no, no. It's just because I think I'm at that point where I'm like, dude, come on. Like... You're clearly procrastinating and avoiding doing other things in life if this is what you keep playing. Because I also played, I also played, and I'll talk, I'll, you can keep the B-roll rolling. I, I also played, but not enough to really, you know, put a full talk about it, but I played uh, the cooking simulator as well. And by the way, the cooking simulator oh. is not bad. It's actually better oh, than I thought it would be. Fuck that game, man. No, that I don't like it. Man, the physics in it, the physics dude, are really, it's really I, good. I loaded the game up, cooking simulator, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, so yeah. I load the game up. I go tutorial. Yeah. Doesn't load. Okay. I go back out to the menu. I click tutorial again. Doesn't load. I back out and then I can't move in the menu anymore. It's okay. like it locks <laughs> the game up and then I reset the game. So I can soft lock the game just by the menu. I go load the game up in the in it's like not tutorial, but then it's like a cooking school if you go to a single player. And it's got like code that's like show this sprite here or something in the freaking text. This game, whatever they've done to port it to Xbox, is the, a buggy fucking mess, man. Like, <laughs> it's pretty it bad. Is absolutely bad. <laughs> that screen that you showed it was like literally like it, the game yeah. crashed <laughs> and just showed you my, just debug text. My, I'll, obviously, I'll let you keep talking about it, but like I, at that point, I'm like, nah, this game is just not. Damn, this thought, game is unfinished thought, as this. Port, I got a little further least. than you, obviously, because mine on PC didn't didn't have an issue, but I did have a <laughs> I did have a problem, and I sent you the screenshot as well. Um, in one of the first tutorials, um, and by the way, the dude who does the tutorials clearly looks like that, that Gordon Ramsay chef that always gets angry at you. And he goes, okay, get two potatoes and put them on the chopping board. I want two potatoes on the chopping board. So you're like, okay. So I go and I grab a potato, put it on the chopping board. I grab a second potato, put it on the chopping board. And he's like, I need two potatoes on the chopping board. How many more times do I need to tell you two potatoes? So I go grab another potato, another potato, and I got four <laughs> fucking potatoes, five potatoes, six potatoes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This guy, it's not triggering. So I chuck some potatoes off the board. I'm left with two potatoes. And he's still telling me I need two potatoes on the board. You had to actually get the board 
to the potatoes and then put two potatoes on the board the directly. You game. can't just this take two bloody sucks. potatoes and put them on the board. But I have to admit, the physics, something about the physics, like the way you chop shit and the way you do some of that stuff, it's got me intrigued. And I've seen videos of it and stuff, and the physics behind it is kind of cool. Like, you can take take a blowtorch, light a box on fire in the middle of the room, put your pot on top, and actually cook shit that way as an example. Like, it's got some really cool shit like that. But I actually <laughs> want to try out. Ten out of ten, just gaming gaming dumb shit. So I'm kind of looking forward to playing a bit more of it, to be honest. Um, like look, like, like Hooded Dude said, House Flipper is... It's it's really... I, I'm, I love those games. I really love those games. But I love them to the extent that I have to really stop myself from playing them. Otherwise, I'd just be flipping houses, mowing lawns... Power washing shit virtually nonstop. How, how good are the physics when you're demolishing a wall in House Flipper, man? It just feels they're cool. Not, it feels really cool, yeah. They're not, yeah. I mean, they're not super great physics. No, but, if you know no, what I mean? But, but they're cool. in the sense yeah. you're yeah. having to actually hit certain sections yeah. of the wall. It's not just, I'm going to hit anywhere on the wall and yeah, demolish. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it feels yeah, that really, really neat. Cool. It is like, really way more detailed than you'd expect from the fact that, you know, when you go clean an area, you just press one button, you know, mm. like the Oh, yeah, it's, way, it's yeah. way better than that. Is the game and, Poggers, Mike? Poggers? What poggers? <laughs> what? That's going to be a good clip. <laughs> what? If you ever need, Mike, you just reaffirmed the fact that you don't watch anybody Plus, stream. you're so fucking old. Like you're so old, Mike. No, no, that's not a bad thing for you, Mike. The fact that you responded like that is a good thing. It's in poggers. character. It's keeping I don't know character. what the hell poggers is. <laughs> you're so old. Whatever. We're all awesome. uh, so, so yeah, so that was... Uh, oh, just old. speaking of the wall demolishing, because it was, it was kind of funny. The first time I had to go and demolish walls and I got the hammer, I just started smashing random walls. For the what are we talking about? Are we talking about House Flipper again? Or? We're still talking about House Flipper, yeah. I started smashing random walls and then I realized <laughs> I should have to, have to go repair the whole wall after that. Return of the B-roll. Return yeah. of the B-roll, yeah. yeah. And Return I don't know about you, but every time I play, the guy's like, oh, I need you to remodel my, my daughter's room or something. And I need you to to buy the following pieces of furniture. Do you actually sit there and carefully place them? Because I'm just like, fuck this. Like I just unpacking. put like five pieces of furniture somewhere in the room, yeah, and I close the door and leave. I would I would paint like the little rims of the walls that don't even you don't even need to do around oh, yeah, the, like, I the do window that too. edges. I do that too. And so, the bottom. Do you do the bottom? Because you don't have to do the bottom. It yeah, doesn't count. Yep. Yep. Anyway, oh, I think we've talked enough about house flipper. Anyway, enough of that. Look, it's a fun game. Anyway, what did you get about out of ten? So. Oh, in terms, of, oh look, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little critical because I feel like there's a whole bunch of shit they could they could be adding to <laughs> it. But I'll probably it give not... it a, a a good eight, a solid eight, in a high terms eight, because it's fun. A low eight, a solid probably eight. just a stand, just a normal eight. I would give it a normal eight. An, a normal eight. Yeah, you're becoming like Anthony Van Tan. <laughs> it, it just needs a few more elements in it. Anyway, enough enough about this game. This isn't the House Flipper Flop podcast. So the other two games that I'll quickly talk about. Yeah, how many about... Amiibo out of ten? That's right. <laughs> Still eight amiibos. The, the other two games amiibo, that I quickly talk about <clears throat> is the Forgotten City, which uh, we've spoken about in the show before. Yes. So that was um, that was again a, a, an Aussie dude that that started it as a Skyrim mod, made the full game mm. now. So I've been playing that. Uh, really intriguing, really cool mm. so far. Um, it you know it still feels like a bit of an an indie game, obviously, but it's it's great. I love it. So I'm super keen to to keep playing it, figure out the mystery. I know nothing about it, so it's really cool. I got some guesses and stuff, just purely based on whatever the hell I know about Roman history and mythology and whatnot, but not enough to kind of know what 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 what's happening in the story. And there is another game that I forgot to add, 
which I'll <laughs> no no I, I I I didn't forget to add it. It's just that I will talk about it in detail in a second. Oh okay. See what I did there? That, that was pretty totally, shit. Anyway, that was so smooth. Welcome to uh, to Mike's Game Espresso. Uh, the Game Espresso is my little segment where I spend. The price of a cup of coffee, and the price of a cup of coffee can be anything between a dollar for a 7-Eleven coffee, which, by the way, is really good. I argued with people at work saying, oh, 7-Eleven coffee, oh, bro, what the hell? 7-Eleven coffee is disgusting. And you live in one of the coffee coffee capitals of the world. Whatever. It's delicious. I like it. Shut up. Hey, if you think your 7-Eleven coffee is a different thing, (laughs) and you set your expectations, and it's fine. You know, I just love how aggressively Swinney needed to jump into the well, thank defend you. the cheap coffee. <laughs> like it's not that bad. It's not I that think bad. That was I actually think. I mean, I don't think they're making a loss on it, but it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. I know I've spoken about this before. And I'm not a coffee snob. I could probably, mm. literally, you could you could get a cup of muddy water, put it in front of me, add a dash of milk, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is really good coffee." So mm, probably delicious. not like a good judge of it then. I'm a very <laughs> bad judge. Said. Yeah, but it also makes it easy because I can get cheap shit coffee and it doesn't bother me. When are we getting our sponsorship it. from Seven Eleven? Yeah, we should. I do. I do have a good relationship with the the local Seven Eleven owner, mm-hmm. the franchise owner. Uh, very good. Yeah, we'll just. I don't think marketing deals game work espresso. that way. I know the local dude at Seven Eleven. No, but he he you know he might be able to hook us up. <laughs> he he always tells me he's like. Petrol prices are going to go up next week because school holidays is, is stopping and blah, blah, blah. It's like you want to lock it in now. So sure there's collusion up, happening here. Price oh, matching Jesus price. Christ. You've just uncovered <laughs> a criminal. Oh, no. What the hell's going on? I'm just trying to do this like okay, little coffee. We don't have this kind of coffee. Is it 7-Eleven in the US or something? Is we, it? Don't, we don't get that. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? It's still 7-Eleven, I suppose. It's the same shit everywhere. <laughs> now, okay, so anywhere between a dollar, back to my original point, and, you know, coffee nowadays, you can easily pay five, six bucks for a coffee. It's insane. Mm. I've seen people pay like six bucks in Yarraville for a freaking coffee in a really tiny cup because they've reduced the cups as well in case you guys haven't noticed. Ridiculous. We're definitely not anyway, clipping this, Winnie, by the way. So I went to... Uh, I the went thumbnail, man. To the Nintendo eShop. And, Wait, let's and start the segment my... again because you're, you're like... Oh, God. All right, go. No. Go. Intro, go. Okay, I'm not, I'm not really doing the whole intro. <laughs> okay, let you me just talk about the game for a second. Yeah, yeah, just okay. go. Okay. Now Start that everyone again. knows my life Start history and all this useless bullshit about okay, 7-Eleven coffee. I'm the EP. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so I spent a dollar eighty. It was about a dollar twenty with discounts on the Nintendo eShop, and my I grabbed myself a copy of The Adventure Pals. And it's a game I knew absolutely nothing about. Didn't know of its existence, didn't know what the gameplay was like. The the previews look cool. Now part of my uh game espresso I don't necessarily have it as as part of what I have to do, but I tend to do it, is I don't want to know anything about these games. It's a cheap game. I'm willing to pay the money. Kind of like if I went out somewhere and got a cheap coffee, and I don't give a shit if it's a good, from a good store or whatnot. Surprise me. And for $1.20, well, was it really worth the caffeine trade-off? I reckon it was. It's actually a really fun game. Like, really, really fun. As in, I recommend people download it right now. It's got some flaws, but for the price, it plays really, really well. It's got some really cool, funny humor, very tight controls, um, like really, really nicely tight controls. Um, 
love the characters in it. They kind of remind me a little bit of Adventure Time, and I'm sure maybe the title has something to do with that too. Um, where you you play as a boy and you got this giraffe that sort of has extra abilities that he can use and a little pet rock. They're kind of like your main characters that you play around with. And the pet rock um, is useful in battle as well. It kind of randomly goes and hits enemies. And every time you level up, you get a choice of three cards that you can effectively apply. They're just, you know, permanent power-ups to your character. Um, So you can kind of slightly adjust how you play the game um but in the end it's basically the same thing you go across an overworld much the same way you do in mario or a bunch of these kind of games and then you go from from place to place it's not sequential so you know you you might have to go to a particular place to get something and then you go somewhere else to get something else and so far out of probably 20 plus levels that i played they all play out in the same way which is it's split into five sections and you go through each of the sections as you can see in the b-roll um, and it progressively sort of gets harder with slightly harder enemies. Um, they introduce them at a really good pace. So you kind of don't really feel like from the start it's too difficult. Maybe it's a little too easy at the start, dare I say. But it's now at that stage where it just feels just right in terms of in, in terms of how difficult the game is. Um, so I played it on Nintendo Switch, but I think it's available on basically most of the platforms, including PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It's developed by Massive Monster, published by Armor Game Studios, and it's been around since 2018. So it's been around for a little while, hence why I guess you can get it for a dollar eighty. So question, Mike. Mm-hmm. Did you just happen to, like, you, you said you just randomly saw this game. Yeah, just randomly was on the, <laughs> on the eShop. But the fact that we're all talking about, like, Cult of the Lamb... Did yeah. that not f- that's the same developer as this game. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm like. Is well, that like go. a topical had... thing? Because you're talking, you <laughs> well, mentioned earlier. Probably week, should be topical, but I had you... no idea. I yeah, didn't know that. Massive Monster made Cult of the Lamb. Cool. And this okay, game's... well, there you go. That's probably why they discounted this at the moment. Yeah, so that's so why I'm like, Mike's like, oh, are, so you guys, cool. are you guys grabbing Cult of the Lamb? I'm like, oh my no, God, did I buy another Australian developed game? For a dollar? Oh, God. What I don't know that? if this is... No, they're, they're Australian and uh, UK. Well, Hooded Dude said that they're Australian. The... They're, they're Australian UK. It's like mixed across those oh, two okay. Ah, okay. jurisdictions. So they can get away with it, but if you're a New Zealander, nah, you can't say you're Australian <laughs> now, can you? No, they're both. So, so um, yeah, look, highly recommend it. Um, these segments are super short. I'm not going to go into too much detail. They're really, to be honest, there isn't a huge amount to the game, if that makes sense. Um Maybe, maybe the lack of some variation lets it down a little bit, but they're still sufficient to keep drawing you to keep playing. Um, and the humor is really fun. I just love it. I love the silly slapstick humor in it. Um, it it's, it's just right. It's not overly done. There's some funny references in it. There's some really stupid dad jokes because effectively what happens is your dad gets turned into a hot dog um, at the start of the game and you have to go rescue him. Uh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> horrible, horrible when that happens. Um, so yeah, pick it up. I, you will not be disappointed, especially for this price. I think you need a gimmick for this segment, Mike, where you have at the end, we show like a graphic of the coffee and the game and we do a drum roll and you have to pick one. Ah, that's a good idea. So I think it, in this situation, you choose the game. Oh, 100% right? I choose the game. Yep. Maybe, maybe I can help you set up the same setup that I've got and I can turn you into a coffee, a Seven Eleven coffee. While I do the segment. I Perfect. can 3D model it. Perfect. I would this love is a good that. use Even of my holiday. <laughs> Hey, man, maybe that's what you do to relax. Why not? It is. It is what I do to relax. All right. Well, let's move on to the news. So 
coming up and <laughs> I guess he gets to do most of the talking. Not me, because I know nothing about this stuff. Um, Evo 2022 News Roundup. We've got Tekken 8, we've got Fatal Fury, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and a hell of a lot more. Which one of you boys wants to take over? Well, considering Intigoth's probably going to be talking most of the rest of the show, I'll talk about some of this then. <laughs> so, first of all, Ooh. a new Tekken game was teased. Woohoo! Or I'm, was it, wow, Swinny? Looks, or was it? This no, it meant. was. It was. I know, Damn. I'm staring. Jeez, so so play play along with a bit, Swinny. Play along with a bit. So, I love the fact that, you know, they teased it with the, you know, Kazuya's Tekken 1 ending straight into the, the classic smirk transition. I love it. And... It, I, it's, it's crazy to me. Like I keep forgetting how long ago Tekken Seven actually came out in arcades, and then it came out. So it mm. came out in twenty fifteen in yeah. arcades, yeah. and then two years later for consoles. But it was a lot more upgraded than they upgraded the arcade version as well. But even twenty seventeen, that's like that's five years. You know, like it's, I weirdly still think of Tekken Seven as a relatively new game, but it's not. Um, and the last major update was uh, last March, so it we're we're due for that, you know. So it's 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 awesome that they teased it. I'm Tekken's my favorite video uh, fighting game series. Is it? I, I love. He nearly that. said my favorite oh, video easily, game. Wow. Easily my favorite um, fighting game series. Um, you know, Tekken three, Tekken five, Tekken six are all games I played to death, and Is that the original like Tekken as well. Muscular dudes with the shirts off. Well, that's all for every fighting game. It's like wrestling. So I don't no, know not why. Really. I, would, not I don't really. know. I don't know why no, I would. Really. Uh, Specialize in Tekken not, for my hair, my hairy, bulky fighting game dudes. Although well, I do like to play as Marduk, who is who, who does fit that description. So. Exactly. See what I mean? And think yeah. about Street Fighter. How many characters in Street Fighter don't have shirts on? Hmm? Like Zangief. Who else? You know, a lot of Tekken characters have clothes on. Though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I know, but a lot do not. And they're animals. So, and just and you're just... into you. Maybe you some. You got some. Bizarre anyway, fur Tekken. Fetish. All right. I just wanted Tekken to say a... it was a shame for the B roll that we couldn't get the version where it had Harada. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Where his reaction. So the game's director was actually at Evo, and he starts just like bear hugging some of the the Tekken main <laughs> commentators, and they're all like. Yeah. What? Is this a new Tekken game? Is this and he's just not saying anything. He's just like hugging them and stuff. And then yeah. he just ran away. It's freaking awesome, man. Love it. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. Um, we also had mm. the announcement. And this is a real surprise. Mm. Um, SNK announced the first new Fatal Fury game in around 22 years. How crazy is that? Damn. So, you know, if they say specifically that, so that artwork of. Um, Rock Howard, you know, the main character in uh, Guru Mark of the Wolves, which was the last Fatal Fury game that came out. So they say a new Fatal Fury slash Guru is greenlit. And th- so for anyone who doesn't know, the series in Japan is actually known as Guru Densetsu. So oh, I didn't know and that. I've I never, Fatal Fury, but... I've always been like, oh, how do you pronounce Guru and Garo and everything like that? And it, I actually didn't realize it's actually a French word. I for always, for some reason, I was oh, yeah, Japanese words. What does it stand yeah. for? What, it's like a lone road? wolf or something like that. Ah, so, okay. but uh, yeah, so that's crazy. The new new Fatal Fury. Obviously, they didn't show anything, but uh, the fact that like that was people went apeshit over that because it's been so long. And we've had the King of Fighters games, of course. It's had Fatal Fury characters in them, but not an actual Fatal Fury. So, so this this yeah. is a bit of a hype for our later segment around Analog Pocket, as people can see in the up next. Um, there are some updates, including Neo Geo. I always get lost in all the SNK fighting games, like Art of Fighting, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, just like some of the characters like appearing in other 
games and you know just i get completely lost with it but mm. this is really cool news we also had two more characters revealed for street fighter 6 so we had kimberly a brand new character um cool. she looks pretty awesome. cool yeah it looks cool really you know this character more than any other in the game so far plays into the whole graffiti aesthetic that mm. they're going for because she actually uses graffiti cans in at least in one of the supers that they show or the ending uh like finishes um and we also had Jury. So Jury's a massive fan favorite from Street Fighter 4 and, you know, came back in Street Fighter 5. Um, a character I always liked playing around in Street Fighter 4. But, yeah, it was really, really cool to get some new announcements. Um, you know, just we talked about this a little while back. It is a shame that obviously a, a, bunch, a lot of the roster did get leaked, but it's I still awesome know. to actually see them in, you know, in action and what their 3D models look like. So. Yes, Intergot is a fan of Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> I should be playing. Well, <laughs> I'll be definitely playing as her. Are, are you thinking of getting in on Street Fighter Six, Winnie? I'd love to. Yeah, I love Street Fighter Four and yeah. Street Fighter Five. Like, I didn't have PS Five, and I, I wouldn't really probably get play it. I'm not into PC gaming to the level where I'd play something like Street Fighter on it. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, because I'm like, it's game. the same as Tekken. Like, I felt like Tekken Seven was like. I don't know. There's something about a new game coming out that it's almost like an opportunity to go, all right, all right just jump into this, mm. you know what I mean, and ride that wave. So I, I'm thinking about literally both Tekken and Street Fighter Six. I'm mm. like, I might actually jump on both of them when they come out, actually. And uh, so the next bit of hype news was uh, Arcade 1UP actually showing off a new Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet. So we talked about Arcade 1UP before on the mm. show quite a while back. Um, Mike's a big fan. I loved it. Huge fan. <laughs> yeah. mm. But this this is cool. So it actually comes awesome. with um, eight games. So the eight games um, are Marvel vs. Capcom 2, of course. Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter, Street, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes, X-Men Children of the Atom, and two games that I wasn't familiar with that aren't really fighting games, which is mm-hmm. X-Men Mutant Apocalypse and Marvel Super Heroes War of the Gems. They're more like arcade, kind of just like... Beat em ups, right? I don't know. Beat them. Yeah, they're okay. beat em ups, but it's almost like just almost like a platformer style, if that mm. makes sense. Not like a Final Fight style. But um and those games actually came out on the Super Nintendo, but they're very different than wow. the arcade versions. Mm. So Can you mod this this thing to put other games, other fighting games on it? It's What's you can you have been able to do that. It's a bit tricky though in some cases. Okay. It's almost like so, a case by case kind of thing. But, Mm. Um, and it might only be initially, but when I went to look at details, it was said that they're only shipping these to USA and Canada at the moment. Yeah. So just be clear about that. And um, they might so not ship us. it anywhere else because I think oh. the license for these are really yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like right. effective- unfortunately, get importing one of these then. It's so costly. Well, yeah, I unfortunately, think- I couldn't see a price either for yet. So I think it's like they haven't announced the price. Oh, really? Now, I thought so. they. I well, thought, I thought they did say a price for it. That's maybe they did. Like, I just didn't want to. Like, when I was on their page, I couldn't see the price. Mm. So. It's pretty interesting. But the guy that basically put Marvel versus Capcom together, um, what like who when he was at like where was it? Like, effectively Disney, I guess, but like Marvel. He then left, and he's the guy who's actually at Arcade One Up. It's like such a weird, mm. like, circumstance, because like I think we've mentioned it in the show before, but Marvel versus Capcom Two is like regarded by most people in that scene as the best versus game, and mm, it's not available right. anywhere. Marvel versus Capcom Two. There's no mm-hmm. way to get it. So this is like literally the only way you can currently Time get zone? access to this game. 
And it's been like that for a long time, Swinny. It's kind Mike, of crazy. I don't know if you've been to Time Zone, which no, is an arcade in a, a long, long time. time. <laughs> they don't really have games like Marvel vs. Capcom uh, 2 there these days. So. No, they like, dude, like, I'm shocked. I, I've said it on the show, but they, I've been to so many arcades recently where they've got zero arcade games as far as I would call them. So, what, just like, just Pachinko machines? Yeah, pretty and much. Stuff. And just like uh. big versions of Flappy Bird. Like, wow. Like that kind of shit. Mm. It's so crazy. It's quite sad for me. And the last bit of news, just want to call out, there, there's a lot of news that we're not mentioning because, for instance, like there's people hyped about Bridget being announced for Guilty Gear Strive and stuff, but we're not into those games, so no. I didn't pick those as kind of like headliners for us. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome for everyone else. But the two I did want to call out, so two popular games are getting rollback netcode updates. So the first is Dragon Ball Fighters. So that's getting a rollback alongside the new next-gen versions or PS5, Xbox Series X versions. Um, and I don't think they dated that yet, but that that's getting rollback, which is something that the community obviously was really, really not expecting, um, but hyped for when they announced it. And unexpectedly, Samurai Showdown. So, Mike, you were talking ah, about that before, but the thanks. the version that they, you know, the new version they put out um, is also getting rollback, um, and that's getting rollback in quarter two next year. So, Neat. that's it's, it's great that these games that have been out for a long time, you know, like the pressure from the communities um, keeping you know, the game on live online has led to this. And it's, I think it's really, really good for the future of these n- new games getting announced that this stuff is probably going to be standard going, you know, not going forward, but hopefully going forward, you know. Did you want to explain uh, what rollback yeah. netcode is? I mean, I'm, I'm not a good person to talk about it technically, but basically it's going to, it gives you a much more polished experience online using basically frames of rollback to basically then determine, okay, who actually hit who, you know, as opposed to was it delay based netcode? I think is the the what was the standard before that. So yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, and it uses um like really simple predictions to create a smooth experience on your end as well. But where it then discovers, oh no, that input was incorrect. It actually rolls it back, so you see a jolt in the screen. But most of the time, when you're playing rollback games you don't even notice anything like that because mm. the delays aren't too bad because you're not putting in, you know, one sixtieth of a second inputs in most of these games, like as an average punter. So, mm. uh, you know what, like sweetie on the rollback thing, when the next smash is announced in four years, wh- what do you reckon the chances are that Nintendo does not have rollback? Cause by, like it, rollback is now in the fighting community. Mike is like, mm. every game has to have rollback in their code. Like, is now becoming unacceptable. Like people will go crazy if if a new game does not have rollback netcode. I think if the next Smash game is in let's say eight years, eight I'm years. just no, I'm just throwing out. Let's say it was in eight years, yeah. then there's a chance it could have it. If it was in like four years, I don't. I think it's a good chance it probably <laughs> wouldn't have it because Nintendo. You know, I know it won't be eight years because. It would only be eight years if the next console is in eight years. I know. I'm just saying, like, I think if the next one was further Yeah, but I don't think it will be. So that's why I asked the question, because I realistically think four years is, like, pretty much as long as it will go. And it just feels to me like they won't have it, which would be just, like, disgusting. But, yeah, like, I only mentioned Smash because Evo... I really love Evo, but, man, not having Smash there at all really did change it for me a bit. I don't know Mm. if you felt like that, Swinny. Oh, it did. I did actually really enjoy watching the Tekken 7 finals, the top eight this mm. year. Like, I've actually gone back and watched a bunch of, um, like, older, um, I guess, Bonds. tournaments and top eights and finals and stuff. 
Man, Tekken, uh, Tekken 7 is such a f- fun spectator game to watch um, in a tournament. Yeah. So I really recommend the top eight from Evo this year. So There's something about fighting games and the community where it's like, it is the purest form of competition as far as video games are concerned, in my opinion. Because it's just and- one person versus another person. You can pick the same characters if you want. And it's more just head games at that point and stress levels and people getting hyped around you and everything. Like, there's something that's, like, so pure about it that I love and with I don't, passion. I don't want to disparage the people that, that love this stuff, but I think it's so much more spectator-friendly, even if you're not into the games, than something like watching League of Legends. Oh, thousand percent. You know, in a tournament setting. Yeah. Again, like, I know people love that stuff in their huge tournaments, but fighting games that anybody can sit down and watch something on a fighting game tournament and have fun or at least watching it, uh, you know... Even more so than honestly, Smash Brothers for people that aren't in Smash Brothers is hard to follow at times. Whereas mm. something like Street Fighter and Tekken, I think, are much easier to just watch and say, okay, that guy hit that guy, you know, yeah. like the parries and things like that. No, so. I agree. Yeah. And I think the fact that you've got a meter that shrinks, like whereas Smash, it's a percentage and you don't even really know why they're flying off the screen when other people aren't, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So cool. All right. Well, let's roll forward then. Into our next segment. So, next piece of news, we took a look, well, we, as in these two guys, because I wasn't there for that particular thing, at the Nintendo Direct that was held this week. It was a very cool event. Um, you can check out the, the actual live reaction that the guys did down below in the description. And I reckon I'm going to go over to you and to God on this one, because you are the biggest Splatoon fan Yes, I'm, I'm repping the brand. I've got, like, the t-shirt Absolutely. on today. Uh, yeah, so, like, overall, massive, massive direct, lots of surprises, and so many quality of life features, including some that were more clarified after the direct, but even better, like, made it a pure 10 out of 10. Uh, so I'll fly through some of the updates, and this is just the, the Cliff Notes version of it. Uh, so new weapons like the Tri-Stinger Bow and Splatana Sword, so that's if you want to get into Splatoon, Mike... It's a katana in Splatoon world. That's just nice. a no-brainer for you. Uh, all weapon types from the previous game are going to be available at launch. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, new movement abilities like Squid Surge, which allows you to climb up a wall in a single burst, and Squid Roll uh, to jump out of ink while you're turning. Uh, new special weapons like Tacticooler and Wave Breaker, plus returning special weapons. 12 stages at launch, which are a mix of new and returning ones. And some of the really cool announcements for me, especially, there's an improved lobby system. It's amazing. Nintendo has done something that's not Nintendo-like. <laughs> You're actually able to like party up with friends and join the mid-match. Now, just to be clear, Mike, you couldn't even join in a public lobby your friend in their team. It, it sort of was like what? you could be in their team or in the next battle, you could be on the opposite team. Like, there was no way to just go, I want to be on the same team as my friend. Was that intentional or was that just an oversight? Like, some of the context there is, most of the head honchos at Nintendo don't play any other consoles or don't have any experience (laughs) about what anyone else does. Like, by the way, what Halo 2 and 3 had done, like, 10 years before. So, um, the other one is, and I I cannot understate this, but someone's played a lot of Splatoon 2, the ability to skip the opening intro from the hosts... That is so massive. It sounds like it's nothing, but if you play Splatoon 2, Mike, 
every single time you go into it, you mm. get the hosts and they explain what maps are up, what's happening. You know, this map's available right now. Oh, if you want to play this game mode, this map. And it's like a minute or a minute and a half or two minutes that you can't skip or do anything with. It's just you how have to sit there and watch it. How did they never add that ability? They never before. allowed you to skip wow. it. People were going nuts about it, right? And it was so annoying that I was seriously, like sometimes I looked at it and I'm like, I'm not going to play Splatoon because I couldn't be bothered watching that fucking opening cutscene <laughs> bullshit. Or I'd like That's turn it on. And then walk out the room and come back. But you have to press the button. To That's what I was about to say. Do you have to press the yeah. button to actually wow. Yeah, it's Jeez. so annoying. So, I, you know, live in the reaction, you can see the bit where I actually said, can you skip it? Can you skip the intro? Because it sort of had like a little button. And then um, after the direct, it was confirmed that you can skip the intro. You're, it, they will still play the intro, but you can move in the world. And it's like in the top left corner. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That's a massive improvement. Uh, so there's a new game mode, Table Turf, which is a card game, Mike. A new one-on-one card game within Splatoon. It looks awesome. I love it. Yeah, that. it looks so cool. The Splatfest. Now, this is where it was like really cool surprise. So Splatfest, Mike, um, you know, in the past two games, basically it's a, it's a global event. You can join in. In Splatoon 1 and 2, it was like two teams, right? So are you on Team Mayo or are you Team Tomato Sauce or Ketchup, right? Now, what they've done in this is they've actually got three teams now. So you play off. It's really cool, the structure. So it's it's just a weekend. The way it works is you have a Splatfest. It's, you know, once a month or every other month mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just a weekend that you can play it. And the way they're doing it this time is the first phase, you know, the three teams, they all fight each other into like one-on-one. So like all the different selections, all the combinations there. And then whatever team is leading... In the second phase, they put them in the middle of the map and it's actually a one-on-one-on-one. So there's actually three teams competing against each other in the second Ah. phase, which is super... Like, first time in Splatoon is really, really cool. Uh, The Salmon Run is returning and the change there is in Splatoon 2, you can only play it in certain times. Now you can play it all the time, which I know... Like, I didn't mind that it was only certain times, but I think everyone is quite happy that it's Mm. available at all times, which is a really cool mode. It's like a PvE type mode, like... And finally, we're introduced to the three new hosts and they have finally added a, 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 per, a man. It's only ever been women. They finally added a man. <laughs> so the three are the Shiva, big, Fry big and man. Big Man. <laughs> Which big man. I, I feel like they might be trolling people, the fact that they've done this. Because people were always really annoyed. I'll see if I can bring them up on screen because I don't think it's going to come up um, as we're showing it now. But... Yeah, like, I, I'm not sure if this is exactly what people wanted <laughs> in terms of the hosts. Like, they look... Like, the hosts of the first two games are just incredible. Like, they're really cool. But these ones are... These are these are different, Swinny. <laughs> these are really different. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, Big forehead ladies. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I think... Um, Intigot, you're going to enjoy seeing that forehead a lot um, during playing Splatoon 3. He's going to enjoy seeing himself and that forehead a lot. <laughs> no, you try. I, I don't know if you're trying to find the clip. Yeah, but yeah big I'm trying man, to find a good picture. Big Man is a uh, he's a stingray. He's not an actual man, but he's called Big Man, so that's, he's a that's man. close enough. That's Sorry. close enough. That's, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sting. I don't know how stingray a... gender identities work. But I'm sure there's male stingrays. <laughs> Just <laughs> put it out there. You're running into dangerous territory, Swinny. Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. 
So can I? Does this come up? Yeah, yeah. Yep. There we go. Yeah, this is not the best image. It's, really, it's actually really you. hard to find a good image of them because I don't want to show the whole video again. Hmm. But yeah, the hosts. Uh, yeah, look, it's just probably the one part that I'm a bit like. I'm sure you'll warm up. Mixed on. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure you'll warm up. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm um, no like super pumped about the announcements. Absolutely awesome. Um, I'm definitely. I love that Spatana, man. That is such a cool, <laughs> it's a cool like, name too. <laughs> idea of taking like a car win, uh, car wiper and turning <laughs> it into like a katana. That's so cool. And the question that I have is because they're going to have a world premiere like they did last time, which is like for free before. I mean, like this is how they did it last time. I don't. I didn't check this, but I'm quite confident I'm right about this. I'll just make proclamations. Um, so it's in a week. I think it's like. Literally, like Saturday week, I think, from memory, swimming. That um, they'll have the world. Well, uh, maybe I'll just double check this while we're talking. Um, they're going to have the world premiere and actually allow you to play online. It's a bit of a network test as well. And I'm wondering, are you guys going to jump in? I mean, it's free. I think it's, I will. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. I could give so, it a proper shot. It's twenty uh, eighth of August. Yeah, so 10 Sunday, Sunday, ten a.m. to ten p.m. Yeah, so there's twelve hour block. So this Sunday, okay. So let's skip the show. Like not this Sunday. It's <laughs> next Sunday. Okay. Let's skip the show. Play Splatoon. Sure. Record the next day. Talk about our experience. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, no, I'm really keen to ch- like I'm taking the day off work to play this game so I can just walk around and enjoy it. But uh, no, very very happy with all the announcements and. Very un Nintendo like some of the some of the things that they've done, which is really really cool. Very cool. All right, moving on. So hot on the heels of Analog's recent Open FPGA update, it's been another busy week for the Analog Pocket with the mysterious spiritualized 1997 releasing more cores, major updates to the Neo Geo Core, and some interesting developments in the Mister community. Cue the Intigot details. <laughs> she just said, cue the Intigot. Cue the Intigot. I, I respect you for reading my uh, my notes that were meant to more be like, you know, show, what is yeah, it, show I pro- directions? Or yeah, no, I probably well, should put like I was told off at the it. start of the show for not following directions, my, and I'm trying to follow my, directions. It's, it's all right, because I'd cull them something different, but there's no colors at the moment, so it's yeah, like... Yeah, no, the colors yeah, got anyway, blocked. Anyway, anyway, that's, anyway, that's behind the scenes. Okay, so, tell us about it. Yeah, there's some like and Mike, you gotta get you gotta get this little baby back, the analog pocket. Um, Give me a moment, I will go grab it. It is awesome. No, no, wait. Listen, listen to my update. No, listen listen to my update. As an, as an excuse <laughs> so to, to go to talk about it. This. So what happened this week? So there were some major announcements. So uh, you know the mysterious spirit, spiritualized 1997. Who knows who this person is? <clears throat> um, it released three new cores covering. Sega Game Gear, Master System, and the SG-1000. So that does join his previous two cores, which were the Game Boy Color, which also works for Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance. Uh, They have full compatibility with uh, all their game libraries and all of the analog features, so memories, save states, all that kind of stuff. Uh, The things that are missing at this stage are the special display modes. I think... You guys remember that you can make it look like an old school Game Boy for Game Boy and then you can make it look like how the Game Gear looked back in the day. You can't currently do that on these cores, but it will come in the future. Nice. Um, so I played the hell out of this this week. I didn't mention it up front, but I knew we were going to get it to it here. 
I have a funny history with the Game Gear in particular. I've said about it on the show before. As a kid, all I ever wanted was a Super Nintendo. Like, I, it's quite sad, Mike. Like, I made a Super Nintendo out of cardboard. And was like, <laughs> we'd sit in front of it and just like, imagine playing Look, Super Mario World and stuff like well, that's that. That's why right? your mom probably never bought it. She's like, why am I going to buy one if you have one right there? No. So what happened was... It was we my, have a Super Nintendo at home. <laughs> it was my birthday. And I'd literally been wanting a Super Nintendo for like two, three years, right? Wow. Like every year, like Christmas, birthday. That's all I wanted, right? And then it came to my birthday. <laughs> I think this was in grade six or so. I think it was grade six from memory. And <laughs> my mom's like, oh, we got this thing for you. I'm like, it's like a, a game thing, right? I'm like, whoa, I'm going to get a Super Nintendo. This is cool, uh, I right? I like where this is going. <laughs> so I'm like, I get the package like when I'm a kid. And I'm an asshole, right? But anyway, uh, and I see, I'm like, this looks too small. So I open it <laughs> and I'm a big Nintendo fan, right? And back in the day, obviously, Sega and Nintendo, you hate each other. And I open it up and it's a Sega Game Gear. And I was like, oh my God. And then my mom's like, oh, the sales guy said, you know, nah, you wouldn't want a Super Nintendo. This is like much better. <laughs> so that's, that's harsh. That's harsh. And I'm like, oh my that God. That is harsh. That, right. is, that is how you get mommy issues. And- <laughs> And, like, the Game Gear was a decent system, you know? It's not so. bad. It Like, the Game Gear is really fascinating in the sense that, it, you know, the Master System, which is not very popular in America, wasn't really released properly there, but it was released here in, you know, Europe and uh, South America. Popular, yeah. It was huge, like, in those countries, in, like, continents and places. Um, but the thing that I think is interesting about the Game Gear is it's effectively a Master System that's portable, Right. Which is not like the Game Boy with the NES and you go, oh, yeah, they're port games. I mean, they literally would take, like, and this is not too common, but they sometimes t- took actual Master System games, hardwired some of the, the pins, right, shrunk down the, the IC, and then just put it on the Game Gear. It was like, wow. it's literally the same ROM, right? Like, the exact same bits, every part of it wasn't even ported. It just made it run in Master System mode on the Game Gear. So it's it's pretty interesting system in that way. I have, like, nostalgia for some of these games. Like, I'm including in the B-roll for Donald Duck, the Lucky Dime caper. There are, like, legit, like, there are some decent games. Um, and it's kind of funny, like, when you now compare it to something like a Game Boy, because it came out around the same time. And the way you can play it on a pocket, it does, like, kind of you know, show its strengths versus what, you know, the Game Boy could do at the time. Because it's not very fair to compare it to the Game Boy well, Color. That came out much later. So. It's also because, like, the Game Gear, the battery life compared it was to the horrible. Game Boy. Wasn't it, it was, really bad? It was six double yeah. A batteries. Yeah. Six double A. And it would burn it out in a few hours, right? Yeah. And they were yeah. expensive back in the day. And you could get especially like, as a kid, you not it's not like you got, just yeah. go buy more batteries, you know. No, exactly. And I got the rechargeable ones, but the rechargeable ones back then would they were last not the same as any loops. like way less. <laughs> you know, they're not like yeah, Osbog and any loops. So, like, look, this cause awesome. Huge shout outs to oh, I was about to say his name. Uh, the specialized nineteen ninety seven <laughs> dev, um, and it's an exciting time for Pocket. But I'll, I'll try to get through some of these a little bit quicker because I know I'm yeah, banging yeah. on about it a bit too much. Oh, you agree? Do you? Uh, Mike. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. no. Just... <laughs> so we're all good. We're all good. There was a we're Neo Geo update. This is as actually well. really interesting. So I totally think you should try this out, Mike. So Kiwi mm-hmm. Dev, uh, Mazamars three one two, and then a whole bunch of other people. We'll put it in the show notes. Fertag, Jitago, blah blah blah. Um, you know, they're all sort of developed the cause for Neo Geo on Mister. So the big Mister project, 
and Mazamar's 312 is porting it to the analog pocket. And he just released an update. It's lucky that we did the show today because the release only came out on Monday. And man, it's a huge change from like the first version he released was really like a, okay, I've got this working, but it was like so tricky to try to do it. You'd have to go in and out of folders and all this crazy shit. Whereas this is like, this is working, man. Like most games work on this. Some don't because of, you know, just the, um, the size of the ROMs. It's too big for it to load just into the RAM of the analog pocket. Mm -hmm. So they'll have to do some crazy stuff for that. So massive update. If you've tried out the Neo Geo core before, you should try this out. Um, and you know, things that are coming in the future and it might not be that long actually, are things like full game compatibility, you know? So that's even like things like Swinny, like SNK versus Capcom. And Sheesh. and like playing this, like I played like Metal Slug, Wing Jammers, all the King of Fighter games that I could, Fatal Fury because of Fatal Fury's announcement, Shock Troopers, you know, Samurai Showdown. It is insane. Like Neo Geo is like a funny system for us in Australia. It never got released here. Hmm. It's still the most expensive, if you translate it into today's money, <laughs> still the most expensive console. It was almost always the uh, these games in the OGO. Like whenever I get an American like imported video game magazine like EGM, yeah. And there was a bunch of games even on Super Nintendo that we weren't getting, but I'd look at the Neo Geo games and be like, "What hell, the hell?" hell? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I'd see the American pricing of them. I'm like, "Oh my god, these <laughs> games cost this much! It's insane." So I did the math. So it so the Neo Geo the the clever thing about it was it was more like arcade. That's where it all started, right? And they made it so that you would have, you know, the system and you could actually put like ROMs, like real ROM, physical arcade ROMs, and you could put up to six in a machine and it would all run on the same like hardware. So it was a lot cheaper for people to actually have Neo Geo arcade machines in the long run. So that was the kind of like, not the gimmick, but the strategy that SNK did with the Neo Geo. And then they actually in Japan made it like they were like oh we could probably make this into a home version but it's so expensive we'll just make it into a rental and then the demand in japan was so crazy it was like no no, no we want to buy this we don't want to just rent mm. it and they're like well okay we're gonna charge you for it <laughs> so the u.s cost it's still the most it's ever been was 650 us dollars but if you translate it into australian money and inflation and stuff like that yeah. it's literally the equivalent if they released it today for $1,680 Australian. That is a lot for an arcade. That's what it would have been the launch price. <laughs> I'm, trying to remember, I'm trying to remember what the games were priced at US. It was like, oh, weren't they like 150 200 or yeah. something like that? Yeah, US like 100, 100 yeah. US dollars minimum. And that, and like that was back in the 90s. You yeah. know. Whoa. So your game here would have been like $200, $250. Yeah. Like in, without inflation. <laughs> it was insane, right? But anyway, like I think you're right, Sweeney. There was something always about the Neo Geo to me that was almost like, because growing up in that era with SN, you know, SNES and Genesis or like Mega Drive for us, mm. it was like a different universe. It was like a parallel universe of like a better 2D system, right? With like better graphics and shit. It's like, whoa. But um, yeah, just going back to this like core, it's awesome. It's super exciting news. And I think it also just shows that, man, if you get the Neo Geo to work on the analog pocket and it's so freaking crazy to be holding like a portable cycle accurate neo geo in your hand effective effectively you know there's just so much cool shit that's coming up with the pocket um speaking of which so one of the most famous uh core developers so he's uh, mr core developer jitago 
who is most famous for his CPS2 core. So that's like Marvel versus Capcom, the Alpha series, everything like that. Um, seems to be in the process of porting his cores to the analog pocket. Now, I just say that because he's the one who put up a poll on his Patreon. He said, should I port my cores to analog pocket? So he just asked his Patreon. He's got a huge Patreon, like 3,000 patrons. And it was literally 50-50 with just a little bit more people voting no, do not port the cores. Now, this is like... I don't really want to get involved in this war that's happening at the moment. Like, there's this fucking, like, bullshit, like, crap war that's happening between, like, Mr. People and everyone else or Analog Pocket People. It's so dumb. It feels like you're about to say something, Swinney. No, I was just trying to imagine playing something like Marvel vs. Capcom on the Analog Pocket yeah. controls and being like, how would that feel? Yeah, well, but, you know, there's like a lot of fighting, fighting games on portable handouts so I don't think they're that bad sorry about this <coughs> so yeah. he did say like you know went to the poll he lost the poll and then he just posted the other day he's like hmm I think the fact that like if I start porting things to the pocket and you know the patron has kind of gone flatline I might get more patrons if I port the cause right <laughs> so I'm a bit like why did you put the poll okay. up I'm yeah. not really you know it's a bit strange um and it does seem like there's some back and forth with him and analog themselves. So one thing about the the whole community is like analog's very like secretive about most stuff and they're very controlled from a PR. And you know, people in the open source community hate that shit with a passion, which I don't, I don't mind it, but you know, I understand why they don't like it. Um, but it does sound like all the cores could potentially be uh, translated, especially like the early ones and the CPS one and CPS 1.5 which to me would be friggin' insane because it's stuff like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Cycle Accurate, and then potentially, eventually, you know, Marvel versus Capcom and things like that, which you've ordered the dock rights, Winnie, for the analog pocket. I did. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you asked me. Two years well, I just ago. want to confirm. But, <laughs> so, right. like, you know, you could we'll plug sure that in and question. play it, and it's going to be like, it's just, to me, totally insane, you know, like a portable... Mm way to play these games. I don't know, man. It's just, it's super, super cool. Like, I'm super looking forward to it. And then the last one is just a quick one. Uh, Josh Bassett is, um, sorry, I forgot that I changed the way my setup worked. Um, so he's an Aussie. He's, I did check. He's the actual Aussie. Uh, FPGA. Real Aussie. He did, okay. he did the cave arcade core. So it's like a lot of bullet hell games and things I, like that. Yeah, I, I never desired to play any cave games. They just looked like the... They're not my thing. Yeah, they're crazy. But I know right? people. I know people love them, though. <laughs> but you know, dude, and uh, when you see the pockets, Winnie, the thing that's like, I actually think you know, playing the Neo Geo games and things like that actually demonstrates something about the pocket that is quite unique. The screen resolution is just like insane, right? Because it's one thousand six hundred by one thousand four hundred. Remember, that's a right? lot for the tiny screen. <laughs> yeah. So, but the Neo Geo looks so crisp. It's like, whoa, this is insane. I think these bullet hell games will look really like they would look stark. Sick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he's already got it. Like, I think the reality is getting it over to the pocket is pretty simple compared to like building a core from scratch. Like, it's not uh, just a one-click thing, but it seems like okay, a month's worth of the work and you can get the core up on the pocket. So I don't know, man, like it's awesome time for the pocket. You know, hopefully they can spit more of them out and kind of chill everyone out about, you know, analog and what they're doing in, in general. Um, 
but yeah, like it's it's a cool time to have the pocket man, and you should get onto it, uh, Mike. Because I'm going to go right now. While you, you should update about... it, update it, update yeah. your pocket, and then I have some files I can assist you with if you need that assistance. Sounds good. I will yes. go and update it while you talk about. Oh yes, our next just news just, segment. Just wait that whole segment for his <laughs> chance. So not to be outdone by Swinney with this constant barrage of Kemco game updates and reviews. There's really not that many, but okay. Intergod is back with even more Amiibo news, which we just can't get enough of. Woo! Talk a Intergod, lot about Kemco. Tell us. Well, tell the rest of the world because I need to go. Mike. There is no one in the world who talks more about Kemco than Swinney, and he's still not getting review codes, which I'm very disappointed Yeah, about. that is actually quite we disappointing. We will throw those oh. re- review codes in the bin, Kemco, if you ever send them to us. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, in honour of the Amiibo news, I need to be converted to an Amiibo oh. myself. That's just... I- it's, it's so cursed, cursed man. It's, it's so cursed. cursed. And like, whenever I saw you like cough or something, and you like your face like goes up <laughs> on a weird angle towards it. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, it's, man. It's detecting my face and trying to put it oh, straight. Man, it's, it's so weird. It's not cursed. It's it's delicious. Um, yeah. It's so blessed. You can check out in the reaction. I think we also clipped it on the channel, but I was very surprised that they announced. A new Splatoon 3 Amiibo. I thought they would have done this a little bit earlier. I was pumped about these. These these look awesome. This looks amazing. I love the way these look. I love the Splatoon Amiibo in general. I think they're really well, like, made in high quality. Um, Yeah, so this was a real big shock for me. They're coming out, uh, I think it's, like, Christmas time, maybe November. (coughs) So, like, it's weird... They must, yeah, they had it in the pipeline, so I'm surprised they didn't announce it earlier, but maybe they just felt they couldn't get it out when the game was coming out. So I do have a question. Did you, do you think I pre-ordered these? Of course you bloody pre-ordered them. Duh. Yes, I did. I oh, did. oh, oh what, a what a plot twist. Oh what my God. M. Night Shamalamalamalan would love the script it? for that. I don't know if you've seen my, like, uh, Amiibo face, <laughs> Mike. I have. Oh yeah, the okay. angle's a bit wrong, but okay. But it's it's even you more cursed the like other that. Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other surprising announcement was that they actually have a restock of the Splatoon one and two amiibo, which is very cool, very nice of them. A lot of people get annoyed in the stupid amiibo community because it ruins the value of their amiibo. But the I'm like, stupid amiibo community. <laughs> That's who we're making this clip, YouTube clip for, and you just blast them. <laughs> hey, I've got a, I've got a lot of me, but I'm allowed to well, say he's, it. He's part it's of my the community. community. It's my so, community. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's it's like what a joyous day! Yeah, well, you have to say it's stupid. Um, what a joyous day! They've like, look how many amiibo you can pre-order at the moment. It's amazing. It's amazing. Wow, that um, is so cool. I can't believe it. But especially these amiibo, Callie uh, and Marie, and the off the hook amiibo. They were very coveted. Like that was this one was selling for like two, three hundred dollars. So it's awesome that they had a pre-order for it. Unfortunately, I think it's sold out. But if you are in Australia, they might be going to other places like the Gamesman or <laughs> eBay, J- JB Hi-Fi. So keep your eye out for that as well. Um, and they were the original RRP. So it's not the new inflated adjusted RRP. So the question that I have for you guys is no. Did Intergot order these? Of course he did. Incorrect. 
Incorrect. What? I might order them when I own them all. I was about to I say, I was about to have a counter question. <laughs> I have every single one of them. Indigod, I was going to counter your question with, don't you already own them? Of course I do. They're everywhere. They're you open. Do. <laughs> I have the alternative color that they didn't restock. <laughs> you are. Wow. A sick man. I... Gotta go back to my amiibo. Almost man. as sick as I am right now. And then, the, I, I can't like, believe how I'm, much I'm amiibo getting stuff there is. To this guy. I, I like it's amazing. Everyone thought amiibo is gonna die, and it just well, is, keeps going. I would love to see because I that snapshot that I have of you, you can actually see a whole bunch of amiibos properly in the background. It's really oh, yeah. hard to tell in in the video, but yeah, they're, they're there. There's, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a whole well, there's more I'm... than those. I feel like. Oh yeah, I've got way more yeah. than that. Jesus. No, as in your collection's way bigger, but I feel like the opened ones, there's more than that. The weird part is in my background, I have almost as much amiibo as you as your current background, but that's all the amiibo I own. So, <laughs> well, I've got, I've got more. What here. you see up there is all I have. Because <laughs> the last thing I want to mention is I finally got the new Monster Hunter. Oh, oh that is cool. That one. Unboxing these... vid. Unboxing vid. Come okay, on. Rip Unboxing it open. <laughs> These are, like, freaking awesome, man. Like, they're way more expensive, but they are actually pretty sick. can't believe I'm showing plastic toys on a stream. So, I have a question. These are awesome, man. These I have are a question cool. about Amiibo. About Amiibo yeah. production. Yes, correct. Not counting the Diablo one. Are all Amiibo produced by Nintendo? Every single one of them? Or does Capcom, for instance, produce those ones... Oh, no, these are produced by Nintendo. So they're produced by Nintendo, okay. Because yeah. I wasn't sure those third-party ones, how they worked, if they were made. The, all the uh, Smash Brothers line maybe one, not, I could actually. Understand. Maybe not, because I'm looking at the bottom of the box, and it actually says That's manufacturer right. Capcom, and it actually has the building in, in Tokyo. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. so the oh, Smash Brothers one... Be. The Smash Brothers ones, like the Minecraft ones, I can see Nintendo doing those because they're like part of the Smash Brothers line. But the Monster Ooh. Hunter ones, I'm like, is Capcom making them or at least making the toy part and oh, Nintendo so box they make, them? So it's a completely separate toy line, technically, just with the chips in it that are the same? Yeah, that? that's just... I'd Nintendo like, make, that's make give them the like bases or something if the bases because, are the same. Because I'm an absolute and utter insane person, somehow I discovered this site, which actually... <laughs> Which is the um, CPSIA Certificates of Compliance. So I keep an eye on this site every now and then. If you sell a toy like this into America, you need to have like a, like this notice, like it's coming up now. And like, so I found this site for some reason. I was going to email this person to talk to the to talk to them about Amiibo. (laughs) It's actually their email address. You should try to call them. I could call them. Oh wow, it's got their phone number there. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Lucky we're, our channel's hey, way too small. To be to clear, dox this is not doxing not. them. This is all public information. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then, so there's so a lot of sharing. information that's public. <laughs> <laughs> but what I thought I was I should do is I should call Hong Kong and just pretend I'm Nintendo. <laughs> yes, hello. I am. Um, what is name? Go, yes, I want to talk about Erandurum. I want to talk about the Sora amiibo production. <laughs> yes, I don't we like, need who, what, hello. But my yeah, name sorry. Is my point. Of. My point was, it's a really good point that you make, Swinny, because this one doesn't have the Monster Hunter ones listed here. So I think you're right. I think these aren't manufactured by Nintendo. Amazingly, what well, do you reckon? They just didn't put them up for approval. 
they they've got that. a very special base as well. It's like sort of amiibo-ish, but not. Yeah, so well, maybe, obviously they, they yeah, probably outsource certain elements and then they, they have the free yeah. way to do whatever they want. Nice, nice pickups, If only they, nice could, pick they, could, very they good. could do amiibo Hot Wheels. So over here we have uh, a Nissan Z prototype. Pretty cool. And we have the Tesla Roadster. Are they toys to life? Do they have a yeah, cool. Do they have NFC chip chips? Uh, no. No, but that's so, what I mean. They, they should put them in. I've got the Lamborghini Sian. Very, very nice. cool. Not my favorite color of it, but that's okay. So, uh, yes. We've got the Mike, 2017 very, Ford GT. Very happy cool. with all the, the new Amiibo. Uh, and I'll be getting some, some more soon for, for Smash. Very good. There'll, there'll be some new ones coming in. I'll be very right. excited. All right, back to you hosting, Mike. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, awesome. So, uh, lots of Amiibo news. Oh, my gosh. Time to wrap up this week's gaming news. Uh, now, I don't remember, boys, exactly how we're going to do this, where we're just going to pick one, we're going to randomly do no, one line at a I, time. Can I have a go I'm just going to go straight you. into it. Can I have a go at both of you right now and everyone associated sure. with the show? Okay. I think this that is, includes the people listening in. I think this is an abomination... That Swinney relinquished the one win for the Swin. Without losing a Without a ceremony, without something. I believe whatever happens on the show is canonical. I didn't think you passed, and I said that. I don't think you passed, but Mike was the judge. It was always the judge. He said you did pass. So in my world, you now have to read this whole thing in a minute, Swinney. I don't know no, how many no, words no, it is. not going to happen. Um, <laughs> this is just an excuse for you to quit. I... I knew we'd talk about it t- today, and basically, the unfortunate thing is that Mike and my feed is always going to be slightly delayed. Mm. And the unfortunate part is, we're talking within one second. You know, it was like yeah, probably yeah, like yeah. I don't know, like point five within point five of a second. That when I looked around and I finished, it looked like I had time. But then when I watched it back on the live stream, it was like clearly I didn't, I didn't yeah. get there just in time. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's a fair call. But I'm too sick to read this whole thing. So that's okay. okay. Let's, let's, let's just get that into it. I probably, it. I'd probably normally be like, yeah, whatever. I'll, can I do I'll, the uh, business part, Mike? You can do the business, no, business no, numbers well, part. That's okay. I didn't think we were going to read them all because there's a lot more than. Oh, more okay. Than <laughs> no, I, let's no, let's go through them. If I you want to, but I just thought no, no, let's not read them all. Well, we can keep talking about no, it. No, we'll do it. All right. Mike, I talked about this at the top of the show, but you clearly, as you said, forgot. Um, I said that I just list a whole bunch of stories and we can just choose which ones we want to talk oh, about. Nice. Um, and then we can chat about what we want to do for the wrap up in the future. Like I've got an idea that okay. potentially we could have the topics on display. And if the chat wants us to mention one of them, we could talk yeah, about it. That's, you know? cool. yeah, that's an idea for the future. Well, you know? Interactive. So, yeah, interactive show. Yeah, fans yeah, maybe, maybe. So, hey, wait, I don't have any. I don't have naked. I didn't have a little filter on. Jesus. Your little glasses oh, on. Got to tell me, okay. guys. So, in in some gaming news. Oh, that is, that is the... so cursed, dude. Like, Why? I don't, I don't want to... Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Sorry for people just listening in on the actual podcast. Yeah. I, I can't even describe this. It's impossible to describe. <laughs> All right, anything you guys want to talk about yeah, out so of our list? Here. I do, I do. Okay, so let, let's talk about much. some of the new game announcements and focus on the topic at hand. can't believe I'm the one that's actually trying to get people to focus. So THQ Nordic have announced a, a new Alone in the Dark, which is now going to be a reboot I love Wait, are you reboots. reading all of these out? I thought we are going with Swinney's idea. No, he's just no but this one. is one that I actually oh, okay. give a shit about. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm happy Fair to enough. actually read some of the other ones um, because 
some of them are quite interesting. And in fact, most of them are actually quite interesting to me. So I, I was a fan of <laughs> the very original Alone in the Dark. And I'm talking about the hyper polygonated, it's not a word, you know what I mean, uh, that came, I think, before Resident Evil. Low poly. Evil came out really low poly um the original alone in the dark and then they had alone in the dark um on 360 i believe which i i didn't mind it i don't know if it, i don't remember if it got the best sort of reception or anything like that but i, I like the series i like silent hillish i like this kind of game so kind of looking forward to this one coming out for uh on ps5 xbox series and pc mm. uh the other THQ Nordics, staying with them as well. They've announced Recreation for PS4 slash 5, Xbox One, and Series, as well as PC, which is a, an open-world arcade racing game from the Three Fields Entertainment. They did Dangerous Driving and Danger Zone. Again, I, lo- I love those kind of games. Happy to kind of see how they, they, they work out. I have to admit, I wasn't, like, I love Need for Speed Most Wanted in its own way, but then at the same time, there were elements of that open-worldliness that I wasn't a huge fan of. So we'll see how this works. But at the same time, you know, some of the, the Burnout series, when, when they, like, Burnout Paradise was an absolutely sick game when they went open-world. Um, so I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Uh, THQ Nordic, once again, concluded its showcase on Friday by confirming a new South Park video game. Um, kind of excited for that. I never, I finished number one, The Stick of Truth, never finished uh, the second one. So it's actually, I've got it on the Switch and I feel like it's a perfect game from the Switch. I keep reserving it for a time when I can focus is on it. Is that on the Switch? Probably. Stick of Truth? Yeah. yeah, the Stick of Truth is on is the it? Switch. So is, so is the second one, yeah. I, did, I actually did not know. the fra- It's perfect for the system. The Fractured Butthole. The Fractured Butthole. I've got... I don't have the stick of truth because I played it on on a different system. But you're talking got... about fractured butthole not being made yeah. by Obsidian. No, no, we're talking about whether it's on Switch or not. So I've got them. Oh, I've got okay. it on Switch. Yeah, yet. I didn't know yeah. they were on the Switch. That's really perfect. cool. Actually, it's a perfect console for that, and they go on special relatively frequently as well. So I do recommend them. I am um, actually nervous about this new South Park game, just because like who's developing it? Is Matt Stone and Trey Parker heavily involved again? Because yeah, I just think it'll be not so great if it's not. Do we know anything about it, Swinney, or just the publisher? No, just the publisher. I don't know, man. I yeah, I I, I got I mean, a bad we don't know. We it. don't know anything about it to go either way, you know. So I think it's a fair call to yeah. say if they aren't involved, it has a chance of not being great. But we literally don't know anything. So yeah. just the one exists, you know. Also, like really weird because like the recent South Park movie, I've not been a fan of. So I just hope it's not like a shift in what they're doing. But anyway. We'll see. Um, and look, um, some of the, the Middle Earth games were actually quite good. And Private Division and Weta Workshop, and I have actually been to the Weta Workshop in NZ, in NZ, bro, um, announced uh, a partnership for a new Middle Earth game, which I think is really cool. I mean, it's not, it's not, it doesn't involve anyone that made the Shadow of War and Shadow of... Um, Shadow of what's the other one? Shadow of uh, oh, Shadow of something. Anyway, it's not involving those those games. It's not no. Those. Yeah, they released the they game, released right? some other cool games as well, like Lord of the Rings. I forget the name of it. There was a really cool one that that was a really decent one. I think on PS2 or something that a lot of people wanted to get to get a sequel to. Um, well, they made the trilogy of games, the movie tying games that people actually did like back then. Like yeah, these days, really they're good. probably a bit too simplistic. War in the North was a decent little um, co-op action RPG. Okay. Um, but then, you know, there's other games in the series that haven't been that... Well, other games in that universe haven't been that great. But 
Yeah, it's the fact that Private Division, I mean, that's a subsidiary of 2K, so there's going to be a lot of money behind it, or a decent mm-hmm. amount of money, and obviously Weta being involved is awesome, so. Mm, nice. You guys should check out their workshop, really cool spot. Um, uh, Warner Brothers and Portkey Games have also announced that Hogwarts, which I think a few of us were excited about, is now delayed until Feb 10. Hopefully, they're not going to delay it even more after that. Man, I'm that fine, game looks I'm fine really with the good. delay, but... I'm okay with it too. It was more just like, I think... You know, because oh. I've got this bloody resolution to play all You've the games. You've also got such beautiful eyes. I do. Uh, um, I have, like, this resolution to play all of the... I'm trying not to open my mouth too much. Um, <laughs> so I've got this resolution to play all of the Game of the Year nominees. And it just feels like this year is going to be, like, a weird one. Like, open you know, I, mouth, I created the graphic before. What are going to... what? What are potentially going to be the six Game of the Year nominees? Like, Elden Ring's a lock. I think God of War Ragnarok, uh, even though I don't think that will get, like, a great Metacritic score, I think that's almost a lock as well. Rise of the Third Power. Are you saying God of War won't get a good Metacritic score? And that's my gut feel. I just think people really? are turning on uh, these games at the moment. Like, when I say that, I'm... There's only been one of them, as well, in, in that style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like just the way that people received Horizon Zero Dawn, pretty much over the like across the board, everyone's like it's better, and they got a worse score. Hmm. And I, I don't know, just something about it. I got the vibe that you know people's reaction to some of the footage, they're like, oh, this is just recycled assets and blah blah blah. I don't know. There's a bit of a anti PlayStation thing going on with the media at the moment. It's quite interesting. Really? Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, like we'll nice. see, but I think that's a lock. But the other four spots, man, they're so open. Like, and I, I, Hogwarts would have definitely slotted in. Uh, excuse me, Rise of the Third Power. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. that could actually honestly get a nomination for RPG category. That I'm going to play it and I'll nominate it. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, not even that many RPGs came out this year, Swinny, right? It's crazy. It's a funny year. This is like, this year feels like it's really been affected by COVID, you know? Like, mm. Imagine if Elden Ring was released last year. Like, it could have. It, it was one month difference. It would have been mm. a crazy year. So, yeah, now I'm looking forward to Hogwarts. Cool. The The yeah. one thing for me, so in the from their business stories, and there's been a bit of an update on this, but the whole stuff of going, like, Uni- Unity's been in the news so much mm. this week. So, first of all, they've, they won a contract with an agency that works with the US government to produce simulations. So... Hmm. Now, I don't know what that involves. I don't know if that's just, okay, they're just giving them the engine tech, the Unity stuff to then do that. That's probably all it involves. But even then, it's obviously, there's a lot of ethical stuff there and there's a lot of people apparently, you know, at Unity employees mm. that are obviously not happy with that. I wouldn't be happy if I were to be in that situation. Well. But yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it's a really weird one. But they're also, so there was a big software company, AppLovin, that I'm not familiar with, but they had, you know, made a made a public they made an offer that basically said they'd be willing to buy unity um because i think they i can't remember there's another company that they're kind of uh, there's another business deals happening with unity basically and they were like it would kind of cut into that but it's really weird it's like now you know unity turned around and said that then they wouldn't consider that offer and that's like a 17 billion dollar offer so there's just some weird a lot of news about unity mm. like in the unity. same week yeah, I think, like like I said it before, these engines will, like, it will all start consolidating around Unreal Engine and Unity. It's already, like, happening. You can go to Steam charts and actually look at the engines that are 
driving the games. And it's like crazy how many games are powered by Unity and Unreal. It's like 85% or something nuts like that now. And Unity, I mean, the mobile market is massive. Massive, yeah. Um, And yeah, so this is what I was talking about. So currently Unity is in the midst of plans to merge with another mobile tech company, IronSource. And apparently the reason why is because the way that IronSource delivers their ad technology and stuff. So Great. Brilliant. Yeah, lot, lots of, of money, lots of money going around. And I mean, they're headed uh, up by John Rissitalio, or however you say it, who used to be the EA CEO, I mm. think. So, yeah. The biggest thing for me this week that I was almost tempted to make this a full story in the show, but then it would have been way too dominated for me, is uh, the cheat code that was discovered in the SNES game Super Punch-Out. This is absolutely insane. Now, what? This after is, all this time? How? After 28 years... So there'd been other cheat codes that hadn't been discovered that had been announced around, you know, the Japanese language and a few other things. And it's it's actually, weirdly enough, the same pattern. It's just pressing different buttons. But this enables a single-player game to turn into a two-player game. What the on, F? On Are the you original, serious? On, After 28 years on the original. so wild. On the original hardware. crazy. This is not but like, that's like a, a mod. whole core feature of a game yeah. that and you, can, you would basically You can even have. do it on the, wow. like the SNES Online, yep. uh, Switch Online version, you know? Wow. And you, so you can choose to play any of the opponents. And then the other thing is then you can also choose to like have one of the players be the opponent and like press the buttons to do the moves of like... Of the opponents, it's so like basically what a two-player game. Yeah, it's so crazy. Wow. It's like what, like Swinney. It's like what, like why, why is this something that they don't think is fun that they would incorporate yeah. in the game properly? Well, you know, it's I mean, so people, strange. people are you know saying it was probably just for debugging, but oh, regardless, yeah, hundred percent. But the, the crazy thing to me is that you know I don't know much about how coding works or especially in classic games and stuff but the fact if you remember you know you used to have your game genie and game uh, game mm. shark and all these uh-huh. kind of plugins that used to often you know they they would like do like they would modify the code and stuff sometimes but they would also unlock a lot of the dev the debug modes and things like that the yeah. fact that even back then like they they didn't find that stuff when Cheat codes were a thing in games that you looked for, you know, because yeah. cheat codes aren't a thing in games anymore. So, and how none of the why. devs went, hey, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Nintendo. Well, Nintendo is super yeah. secretive, but yeah, it's also the other thing. Swinney is like, this is not a minor game, right? Like, I, I kind of mm. would understand this it's if it's huge, like yeah. some niche game. This is like, from memory, definitely top twenty, top ten seller on the console. Mm. If this was like a new secret code for uni races, people would be like, <laughs> oh. Big deal, you know. Exactly. But... Uni rally for our friends overseas. Oh, yeah. But um but yeah, like the fact that it's in a major Nintendo title and I'm sure people have like mucked around, decompiled the game. I'm kind of shocked that no one ever discovered yeah. the cause the screen is very unique as well, where you select yeah. the fighter. It's like like yeah, maybe it's just something about the way the code is or any yeah. Mm. Super interesting news. Like I haven't had a chance to try this out. Amazing after definitely try this years. out when wow. I see you guys next. Are there any other major games like that, like that they haven't discovered everything in? Where <laughs> I'm trying to no 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 is it not obviously not something like this? But what I know there question? are some. So there's some games that have come out more recently where I for, I forget the one particular game where the developer said no you haven't discovered all the secrets. Near Automata. Yeah, definitely near. Yep. There was another one, but yeah. Oh, like so stuff I, like that, I think is really cool. It that. actually sounded like you're asking, 
what other games have undiscovered secrets? No, obviously not. I mean, it's impossible to know. But I mean, but there was games I think, where you know there's still stuff left. I think there was a hidden wall. I don't. I can't. I think it was Arkham City. I think one of the Batman Arkham games had a hidden wall that nobody found for years. I love that. That shit. was a that was a famous one. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but. Hey, I like we're well off track, but one thing you know with um Lateralis, the tool album, Swinny, supposedly Mm -hmm. there's some Easter eggs in the Lateralis album that people still haven't worked out. Like, and tools said this in a few interviews recently, they somehow put the like the the human genome code (laughs) like (laughs) among the lyrics or something. Yeah, no, exactly. It's crazy. Anything else, Mike? No, nothing. Nothing else uh, that I would say blows my mind as a as a bit of news. I did actually get um, I got a mate who who's a bit of a fan of Nintendo sixty four as well, um, and the fact that Switch Online added Wave Race sixty four, and he got super excited about that and messaged me an along awesome the lines game. of I know you don't give a shit or something like that, but I'm so excited about this, and I'm like I actually remember that game. I do remember that game. Even I, I never had a sixty four. I wish I wish Nintendo would do a new way race. Like even if you mm. kind of bundle it in, okay, do it as part of like a new pilot wings where like the jet ski is mm. one of the the vehicles or something like that'd be cool. Like just uh, just the way they did the wave mechanics. And I didn't play enough of was a Blue Storm the GameCube wave race, but I think that's the last one that they made. I yeah, I, like still mm. to this day, the wave I effect think... is really cool in in Wave mm. Race sixty four. And on that hardware, it's freaking insane that they were able to do that. It was the best water effects for that whole period of time. So mm. there was one other for me. Um, like it does seem through the new because Spider Man just got released on Steam. And it's going gangbusters. Not quite as good as God of War, but that was no slouch. Um, massive, massive new revenue stream for Sony. Definitely there. But people are like pulling apart the code as they do. It's PC, and this is the pros and cons of PC. And it does seem like there's lots of little things in Spider-Man, including like with the FAQs and a whole bunch of other stuff that Mm. are starting to indicate that you may be able to, A, uh, you know, log in through your PSN account. And then people are also finding things where it seems like maybe they're setting it up for trophy support. So you're actually Mm. able to pop trophies on PC and link that into your actual um, PSN profile, which... Well, then I guess it makes sense if you have to sign in. Yeah, so I mean... to do that. I'd rather not have to do that because, you know, I just want to download a game on Steam, play it kind of thing. But I get it if there's trophies involved and mm. stuff. But it's getting close to kind of what I was calling out that, you know, it's effectively, you know, the little PlayStation handheld. Mm. It's a Vita 2 almost situation happening in the Steam well, Deck. Funny, you know, funny for you, you were backing out that Anbernic um, system that I was talking about earlier. In can the it thing. run Spider-Man? It can actually run Spider-Man. And Ooh, I think it shit, ran it like, it I swear to God, and I've, I've, I'll Fuck send you the video off. after this. Yeah, yeah, just go, just go search, um, search. Uh, uh, it'll be on YouTube. Hang on. Man, this is not a cheap device. It wouldn't surprise me if you can run some decent games. It's like $600. That mm-hmm. is a cheap device. Oh, fuck. That is not something. a thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, $600 is for a handheld. It's not cheap. No, yeah. no. That's almost that's not too far off the price of bloody PS5 and Series X, man. Like Yeah, but not for sorry. not for Yeah, but I'm saying it's not Does cheap. It? Well, I don't consider five hundred dollars cheap for handheld, sorry. I, I mean to be able to run Spider Man portably. Like I doubt it, it ran alright from what I saw. I was, I was really surprised. Yeah, I've got at, zero interest the in the, like the Chinese clone 
handheld consoles. They like always break. No, but the and Anbernic stuff is a is a I would call it a branded thing by now. They've <laughs> it's, done it's a lot of different devices. Cheap no, they are. They're actually not. They're, they're pretty good. They've done a lot of a lot of decent I mean, half devices. The shit we buy electronically is made yeah, exactly. in China, man. So. Yeah, yeah, but no, there's it's a, not there's a, a huge a difference. Brand. There's a huge difference if it's something that has like a brand like Valve, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, this is like a no-name brand. Like, no, but this, this, the the Anbernic have good. I mean, I mean, I know Anbernic stuff for one device, device but. They're good enough that I would gamble on something like this. I mean, this. no brands become a thing by releasing products. So you can't become a known brand by not doing anything. So mm. I know what you're saying it you got, but I think like I, maybe it is a decent little thing. I don't know. So obviously I, it's not an FPGA okay. bloody thing. I'm not, it's not like for an emulation standpoint, but you know, there's a little mini gaming handheld maybe yeah, just okay. a little i'll wait till mike buys it you know well, you got to keep your expectations low i mean i'm looking at this thing and yeah the frame rate isn't great and it's obviously <laughs> on the lowest graphical setting no no by not great i mean it's not you know 10 frames a second it looks like probably 25 ish um it's it's playable but it's obviously you know you, you, you we're talking about a game that's it's relatively recent as a game so if yeah. i was it's to not very get this i'll probably PC be playing anymore. And there's that as well, you know. I'd be playing older games, not not like super old games, but older kind. But you of games wouldn't because you got the pocket. You never play it either. No, but the pocket because of the limitations on the pocket. There's until, what limitations? Until now, you know. Yeah, uh, so there you go. yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Maybe you know, for my birthday, you guys just just throwing it out there. Your birthday's ages. My my birthday's earlier than your birthday. Yeah, but you know, just throwing it out there. What, you want us to buy you a $500 Ambernic gaming handheld? Cheap but expensive Chinese clone console. I'm never going to buy that. Can you buy it? Because then once you buy it, the Steam Deck will get announced. So can you please buy it this week for everyone in Australia? Um, So, Swinny, what's your thoughts on... Should we... I I guess I'll just press this button. Uh, With the the new wrap-up segment, what do you you think we should do next time? I actually like the way I like you know we'll get a bit better but i like the idea of just saying okay well we'll just put whatever the rest of the headlines are and anything we want to talk about we talk about right. like people people are definitely going to understand it more than what we're doing I, I look i liked one min and minute mike um i think at some point it kind of ran its course where it just became <laughs> that could be piss off sweet. like <laughs> it's just hard to no no one can hear anything really uh, unless we stop to talk about it. But even when we stopped to talk about it, we didn't always like reiterate the actual fact point about what maybe the headline was. So I think I that's that's my take. And maybe we could at some point put the call out and say, hey, if there's any other topics people want mm. us to talk about, and obviously they're going to be off. They're going to be off the cuff, probably uninformed takes, but they're just our you know <laughs> like our regular takes. No, but like we at least like look at the stories a bit closer when we're talking about them on the show as segments, you know, like yeah. just looking at a headline, you know, you can give a take, but you, you kind of got no details. Like I did with the whole Unity thing, I probably should have known, you know, a bit more about that before I talked about it. So. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe like an a la carte thing. Maybe we need to rotate next time. Like rotate what's the most, you know, what we're each passionate about or whatever. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. No, I think it's just the kind of thing, like, we're just wrapping up the news, so it doesn't need to be super formal or anything. Okay. I'm a mute that just about wraps it up for the show. I'm like, do you want me to keep talking? What's going on here? I love the dead air. I I love the dead air. (laughs) 
It's all good. It's all good. End of the show. It's very late at night. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in once again. Um, don't have anything planned for next week or technically this week, potentially. But uh, yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Ciao. See ya. Bye-bye.